0: Here we go. We're going to get the you, webinar kicked you? off. Hey, Mason. So, we're re recording this. We tried it and, like, technology works. Uh, it didn't work. And uh, my son was playing video games and my daughter was watching Princess movies on Netflix. So, we're doing this again. So, uh, we might have a couple guys pop in and just check out the webinar. Uh, but a few people really wanted the, the recording. So, we're going to go ahead and go over this content again. And, uh, it's important stuff talking about management mason tomato is my special guest and a little bit about me i started a carpet cleaning company when i was in college majoring in advertising basically i just wanted to start a business and i started it and made more money than i thought i would ended up staying in the business of, of cleaning and started an ad agency 10 years ago uh, called hitman advertising and my special guest friend colleague uh, partner, what, what else would I call you, all of that. Uh, Mason Tomano is a uh, known in the carpet cleaning industry, cleaning restoration industry, as the greatest salesman in the industry by some. Maybe not everybody, but by some. He's worked with some of the big companies, John Don, Hydromaster, Interlink, and several other multi-million dollar cleaning and restoration businesses. And he's the founder of Mason's Network, one of the most popular largest cleaning restoration Facebook groups online. So to get that out of the way, this is the fourth of the four-week series. We're talking about management tonight. We are going to put all the recordings for all these up, by the way. So several guys asked about that. So we are going to put all the recordings up for all that. Now, I did want to make – and we we didn't even talk about this yet, Mason, but uh, we did want to make an announcement about the contest still being open but also closing. I'm thinking we should – Would we talk about ending this um, within a week? So you think we should keep it open until next Wednesday, or what? We need to set a date on this.
1: Yeah, I think we should close it next week. Uh, Yeah. I think if we close it, it's uh, closed for people entering. It's not that we're going to announce who wins next week, right? Because we have to go through. uh, We have a lot of
0: applications. Exactly. Yeah. So what we're going to do? So here's the process as well that I forgot to talk about in the Facebook video. We'll probably take the top three or four people and do a quick phone interview with them just to talk to them and see where they're at and see if they're a good fit. Um, so keep that in mind. The winner's not necessarily going to be announced next week, but the contest will close because we have to get all the videos and we have to give that a deadline for that to happen. So it's still open. Um, are we going to leave it open until next Wednesday evening? Yeah, or what I, are you thinking?
1: Yeah, Next week. Uh, let's not put a date on it, but we'll, we'll keep it open until next week. And then we'll we'll find a day that we're gonna close. So everyone should start getting everything ready, their video, submit it right away. I think most of them done the application. So we, okay. we need to get the videos in and it's gotta be a, a two part. It's not okay. just filling it out online.
0: Right, right. So you gotta fill out the uh, form which we posted on Cleaning uh, Marketing. Also on Mesa's network, we'll do that again. We'll also try to put it with this video, but basically you have to fill out that form and submit a video. And we decided that everybody's gonna win some type of uh, award of some sort to help your business. That sort of felt like these guys are taking the time to give us a video. We'll still give all of them something for injury. Why video? We want you to practice making a video. We want you to um, really, we wanna see what you're doing. You know, and it, the contest is not about the best video. This is not a who has the best video contest. We have to reiterate that. That is not what this is about. So. Don't don't fail to enter just simply because you you don't feel like you could do a good video. That's not what this is about. We just want to see you. We're also not necessarily looking for the most successful person or the most down and out person. So it, it shouldn't be a video just about how great you are, but it also should be a video about how down and out and how 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 horrible your business is, <laughs> right? We want we want to see growth potential. That's really what we're looking for. Somebody that we can really take under our wing and and just. You know, do stuff with, and really, really see them grow. That's really what we're looking for. Anything to add to that?
1: No, you nailed it. We just want to see kind of a personality come out of your shell a little bit. You don't have to be great at it. We're not looking for fancy. Just we kind of want to know what we're working with, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be vested in you for a year, and uh, hopefully you follow through and and stay with the program.
0: Right. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Doesn't have to be a great video. We're looking for just your equipment. You a minute long video could be a little bit longer could be a little bit less we'll really try to get it to a minute um you your equipment kind of what you're doing so in, in your business and where you're at with your business it,
1: well and and your equipment i mean you could be a vlm guy you doesn't could be you know, a pressure washer, be a, washer, ten trucks I mean,
0: or one we're, truck we're,
1: we're being matter. open-minded it's not oh well you have to have a truck mount by xyz no. right
0: exactly so okay so let's talk tonight the subject is management and systems and uh, basically, the more you have systemized in your business, you're gonna have a smoother run business. And we talked about this for just a minute uh, you know, before, but basically, I feel like one of the quick ways, and you're gonna get into more of the details on this, but one of the quick ways to finding the real profit in your business, in finding your cost of business, is adding up all of your expenses for a given average month. Taking all those expenses, and your checkbook, credit cards, whatever, everything you spent, adding them up total, dividing that by the number of clients that you actually clean for. And that is your average cost that it costs you to do business for a client, right? Now, granted, that's not that's very basic, simple math. That's not an all-encompassing you know, figure. It doesn't tell you what your cost is to go out and do a, jo- a job necessarily, but, it, but it's a good something to look at. And it's a good you know, roundabout figure. So, And that gives you, again, your average cost of the client. But we're, we're going to talk about, Mason, go over uh, really kind of these costs as far as uh, really getting into the nuts and bolts of dividing up your costs. Yes. I,
1: I think more on the economics classes in college and stuff kind of goes over the way you did it. Uh, kind of a reverse engineering for me is to know uh, what is it, uh, it takes to make a profit. So I come up with all $10 in some areas in Denver. It's more money than Texas for salary. Uh, You know, in California, rent on a building's more money. So your math is going to be different, but this is a generic way to look at it. Um, Every time you run your truck mount per hour, it burns a gallons of gas, you know, 1.1 to 1.6. So you just have to know how much you're burning, how much oil changes. So let's just go over a basic uh, summary. Uh, if a truck mount uh, costs you twenty five thousand, a loan's five hundred dollars a month. Uh, you burn around fifty hours a month if you're working full time. So fifty hours a month at ten bucks is five hundred dollars. You have five hundred dollars a month towards a truck payment. Uh, the same with the van. A van's five hundred bucks a month. I know some of these vans now are seven and eight hundred, but a generic way to look at it. And if it is seven or eight hundred, it the math is the same. If it, if you run seventy or eighty hours at ten bucks, you have eight hundred dollars towards that payment. Okay. Uh, the way John was doing is actually a better way to do it because you have the depreciation, you have your cost. Um, I, I I would average fourteen to seventeen jobs a week, you know, one hundred eighty-five dollars each, so you can kind of do the math per truck. But uh, let's let's just run down this list so you guys understand. We're not we're not saying we know your your cost. We're just kind of giving you a template. So $10 an hour um, is your truck mount cost. $10 per hour is your insurance cost. There's business insurance, auto insurance. Or it could be workman's comp. It could be a whole bunch. $10 an hour for van. And even if you're owner-operator, what do they call it, OP, owner-operator? Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're owner-operator, you should be paid. Right. I shouldn't go and clean for free. So I should make $10 an hour. This is where John is going to be at $17 or $20 an hour in Denver. In Texas, we're probably 11 or $12 Ten dollars an hour for gas. The van costs a gallon of gas to get there, and then it's going to cost you a gallon of gas to work in the job. Ten dollars for marketing. I think this is pretty low. I used to average around 40 to 50 hours a month on my vans. So that would give me four or five hundred dollars for advertising. That's not a lot of money uh, with pens, business cards. You know, the marketing side of the books are, are pretty heavy. $10 Uh, ten dollars for chemical. The chemical, the cost on an average job is only two or three bucks, but you go to a supply house, you never get out for under three or four hundred. So, the chemical is going somewhere, or or you're buying brass, metal, so quit chemicals supply, and and the ten dollars an hour for profit is actually should be twenty percent or 10%, ten percent, ten dollars an hour profit, and we should have another line for ten dollars an hour for overhead. So, right. the math is roughly hundred bucks an hour. Do you kind of agree everyone? Should? Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. Yeah, definitely. The other thing to keep in mind too, that we need to maybe reiterate with this is these aren't exactly all $10 an hour for you. Maybe approximate, probably $10 an hour is just a good guess, you know, and, and it might be, you know, but it might also be a couple dollars less, a couple dollars more, but this is just something good to go. By.
1: Yeah. And, and you nailed it. So when, when I, when I've taken classes and stuff like that, they talk about your productivity. So if I could clean a thousand square feet an hour and I need to make a hundred dollars an hour, I need to be at 10 cents, right? So that's a hundred bucks an hour. Uh, if your productivity and you wanna be at 40 cents a square foot, what's your productivity rate is at? But this is just a template. We need to know your cost guys. This is so important. Even if you paid cash for that van and machine, that stuff does break and eventually need to be replaced or repaired. Either way, you have a cost. I've kept vans way too long, rusted outdoors, and then I had to go to a weld shop. So you're paying money one way or other, front-end tires. So you have to know your
0: cost. What was your cost to go out and do a minimum job to clean for a half an hour? What was your cost? Oh, a half
1: an hour, 85 bucks. Uh, We did a lot of one guy in a truck. Right. And the drive times were 15, 20 minutes. We were in Orange right. County before the traffic. So wow. we, we, and then a lot of ours were apartment complexes. So we could do eight or 10 in the same complex. Okay. Yeah. And we owned no. neighborhoods. We never, yeah. there was neighborhoods. We, we had six trucks running. So none of my trucks had to drive more than 20 minutes.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. A lot of the time we would have one, sometimes two. It would depend on, you know, the job and where they were at, what they were doing, but our average cost to go out and do a minimum job is 85 bucks or $87. Um, so you got to keep that in mind. And it's
1: been a while. I, I think today your average cost is a if, if it's under $100. It's crazy. I think 125 right. would be my minimum to show up 120 if right. I was starting a company today. You?
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would think so. So the other thing to consider is, yes, you got to pay yourself something, and you got to consider that even if you know you have to, even if you're the guy in the truck. Also, the time considered the person on the phone. Did you have to pay that person? Well, you technically even need to, even if it was your wife, even if it was you somewhere else, that's other time that's involved with that. Um, All of the time you spend at the beginning of the day taking care of maintaining the vehicle, cleaning up the vehicle at the end of the day, all of those are costs that are associated. But yeah, even if you're using a portable, I'd venture to say that your cost is probably $70 to $80. Just I, I disagree. I think no your job. cost is higher because maybe. of labor. Yeah, labor, That's labor true.
1: is is hard. I mean, to try to find two good guys to go out. So, right. I, I I would think even with a portable. Uh, the only time I think not is probably VLM.
0: Right, and, uh, and even then, even then, I'd still venture to say it's at least seventy. Yeah. A minimum job driving across town. So, okay. So are we ready to get into bookkeeping to talk about yeah, that a yeah. bit? I, I
1: love this part. This is a yep. big part for
0: me. So, so let's, let's jump right into bookkeeping. Uh, QuickBooks, what do you have to say about that? Well, there's two
1: versions. Uh, I, I know I used a, co- a company called Peachtree. It was too complicated. Uh, there's ACT, there's a whole bunch out there. I'm telling you, if I was going to do it tomorrow, it was QuickBooks Pro case i would do it online uh, online version uh the pro is a little better because you could do more graphs and stuff because it's on your desktop but um i'm about convenience i have an apple phone uh apple computers it's just everyone has the plugs it's easy so i would do quickbooks pro online what would you do john
0: yeah quickbooks pro all day long for online sure. or no oh online yeah absolutely
1: because you could download it now with your bank statements and all right and get in. I've heard there is some some CRM companies are having issues of downloading into QuickBooks. So then there's double invoices. So then you need a bookkeeper to check it. Uh, But anyways, itemize all your services. This is one that we talk about quite a bit. In my company, I can tell you exactly how much we did in red stains, couches, upholstery. We didn't do tile and grout back then, but I would have one for tile and grout and seal. We also labeled our apartment jobs instead of carpet cleaning, CC was carpet cleaning. So it would just come up, you know, at the square foot. Uh, We used to, I think back then we were 38 cents for residential. Um, But on the apartments, it would come up one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, and then stairs, you know, Mm -hmm. so our apartments were generic. I could tell you how many stairs we did. I could graph it down to the penny on what we did. and, And what, if, if I, for an example, uh, did not do a lot of red stains. I might up the price just because they wouldn't hurt me either way. Right. Uh, so it, it, you just have to know your numbers. Do you agree? Adamize, you
0: absolutely. And, and I would definitely itemize out pet odor, uh, uh, Scotch guard, rug Scotch guard, carpet Scotch guard, tile sealer, tile cleaning, all of that. You know, even I, I, I don't think we can leave this yet. Do we? Air movers. Air movers. That's use- what I was going to say. Yeah. If now, we did a moisture inspection on a water damage job, that was an itemized thing. If we did it one air mover, that was an itemized thing. You knew everything exactly. So
1: I had a good friend, uh, Paul, a good friend of mine, he made each carpet cleaning, a couch, upholstery, scotch guard, into numbers 18492, 1699. I don't think you need to make it complicated. I like just the initials or the name carpet. How would you break it down if you were going to build consulting or red stain? I we used to just put red R E D, right? Just
0: something you, don't, simple. you don't No, just something simple like that for Scotchgard or fabric texture. I think it was just F P or whatever. Something yeah, and
1: I talked to a bookkeeper and set it up the first time to do it just right. So I'm following it. That's to me a, a couple hundred bucks might be worth it. But uh, this stuff's pretty easy anymore. Yeah, depends awesome. on your budget. It's
0: not too uh, you know, one of the things that when we're talking about this that's important is filing your taxes on time. Yeah, you know, I remember my first year, it seemed like every time I turned around I'd get something in the mail saying, You owe this tax. Oh crap. You know, and I wasn't expecting it, and it that can that can put some guys out of business. I mean, what if they didn't know and they had an employee and they had to pay workman's comp and then they got a bill for eight thousand dollars their first year for workman's comp? That could be crippling. You know so make sure you know about taxes whether or not workman's comps even required in your state i don't know you got to check with your state i mean i can maybe tell you for florida but you know but i don't i don't know so you got to check with your state and see what that is but two you need to file quarterly income tax you need to file workman's comp unemployment uh, all of this stuff state whatever state taxes you know that you might have definitely make sure that you're in tune with all that
1: so and there's another thing with taxes so uh, I just was on uh, another uh, podcast I was listening to and stuff. And they talked about 80% of businesses fail because of cash flow, not yeah. billing, not doing that. So taxes and billing and all that goes together. I would do my taxes early. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call them early, but I did my taxes early. And I would meet up with my CPA around November and December and let him know where I'm at. And right. then he would be like, hey, you need to spend some money, buy a right. truck. Right. So you didn't pay enough quarterly, you're gonna get hit with a fine, but if you right. buy the equipment. So I, I think uh, file your taxes and see your account and your bookkeeper early. Uh, because if you buy a thirty thousand dollar truck and able to write it off early, maybe that'll save you from owing an extra five or ten grand in
0: taxes. I maybe think. but that was a question today on Mason's network. Somebody was asking, uh, well geez, everybody's talking about these write offs. I'm new. Do I need write offs? I don't know. Talk to your accountant. It might not benefit you much at all, it might even hurt you. To, to buy equipment so talk to your accountant and see where you're at but it might also put you under the next tax bracket it might save you five or eight thousand dollars by buying a two thousand dollar piece of equipment i don't know. And,
1: and you nailed it we we don't know we're not cpas we're not lawyers we're not giving you that advice this is just suggestions that worked for us you do need to see your C- accountant cpa whatever works for that uh you want to see that but the big thing is I had a guy buying a truck mount on December, starting up a new company. I told him to leave. I said, you don't need a write-off this year. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I go, you don't need it. He goes, I'm starting my company. I want the write-off this year. I go, go talk to your accountant. I'm pretty sure you can't write off a business that you're going to start the day before with no income. And he went and saw his accountant. He thanked me. So uh, go see your accountant. And maybe maybe John's job, where he's doing his job, maybe his job is a write-off towards his 401K or his retirement or or whatever John's doing, right? Or Billy. Right. We don't know. Your accountant will know if you can write off for what and why. We just don't know.
0: right? By the way, too, since we do have a few guys to win on, uh, we're going to watch the replay You guys can ask questions. I know we haven't, sorry, we've been kind of neglecting you a little bit. You guys can still ask questions. Give us feedback. That's, you know, we we even appreciate that. It's almost kind of weird that we don't get as much feedback because there's not as many guys because it's an unannounced webinar replay. But uh, But we it 38
1: seconds ago. 38 seconds
0: ago. There we go. Uh, So let's talk about equipment, maintenance, and systems. I'm a huge believer in checklists. Um, I I love them. I, I feel like without them, I I couldn't have got my employee, not that my employees always did everything I needed them to do because I didn't. But but I wouldn't have got them to do as much as I got them to do without these checklists. So every single day they had this checklist that they would have to fill out and, and turn into me in my box or slide under my door or whatever if I was gone. And they, you know, it basically had beginning of the day stuff like make sure that there's enough stuff on the van. Make sure the van's clean. They can't pull out of the driveway uh with with the dirty van so make sure the van's clean make sure you have you know at least one gallon of spot remover uh of this type of this type and and red remover and, and fabric protector and, and all of this and then also um uh, can't hardly read what, what all these are on here but beginning of the day cleanup but also two um end of the day cleanup stuff and then routine tasks that was something that's supposed to be done on monday tuesday wednesday thursday Things like washing the van thoroughly. Again, they check to make sure that it's not spotted and, and, and dirty here and there because, I mean, maybe a bird pooped all over the side of it. Well, they're not going to drive around the next day with that all over the van. Even if they just washed it the day before, they're still going to wash it, according to this checklist. Um, but once a week, too, we're checking tire pressure. We're checking the oil on the van. Like every day in the morning, we're checking on the slide ends. We're checking oil on the truck pump, you know, and, and the blower, not, not the blower, but the pump. Um, and then two, they would sign it and say that, yes, I did all of this stuff. And then it would also say, if you weren't able to do this, don't sign it. And let me know why. Uh, because maybe they, you know, they maybe they're working until nine o'clock and they did a $2,000 day with two guys. That's fine. I don't need you to do all this stuff at that point. That's a good day. Right. But I need to know why. Just put, you a know, $2,000 day. Good. Wonderful. You know, and uh, whatever the case may be. But I'm sure you had similar lists like this that you gave your guys.
1: No, and uh, looking at yours at the bottom, it says hours on the van when you're checking in and out, time you got to work and left. We also had another one that you would do per job uh, with Square Foot on residential. But um, at the top, you have daily report, name and date. And then you could circle Ford or GMC. I'm assuming you had one of each. We would put van number. Right. Uh, we started our fleet with van number 12. Uh, so we looked like a bigger fleet. So there was 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 15. <laughs> we had go. 21. Uh, so there there was different ones, but we only had eight or nine vans total in our career. We had seven at one time. So yeah, we did the same thing. Uh, the only thing that I, I we didn't get involved with was the chemical. Um, we were large enough where we had a maintenance guy that would change the oil and stock all the chemical twice a week. Uh, another thing that's really good is um, we would put like a zip tie uh, on the on the steering wheel and that zip tie would tell you, hey, someone took a wand out or something, you know, check everything. Um, or or we would uh, move the keys. We had a lockbox, we'd move the keys. Right. So there's different options you can do, but I, I like it. Uh, we're not saying this is the right template. This worked for John and it worked for me. I guarantee you have to do it.
0: Yeah. Some I would kind even of do it
1: if I was the owner. Because it makes you accountable to check the oil. And um, you know how it breaks everything. So I think you need a routine checklist. I agree.
0: You know, we also had, because what I hated was, even if I had an assistant with me and I was on the job, how many times do they leave stuff on a job? So we had a rule that we had a laminated checklist that was Velcroed that they could take off if they needed to on the dashboard that had a list of all the equipment that had to check the assistant, if there was an assistant, or the lead technician had to do it. One of the guys had to do it. And if they missed a piece, they had to go back on their own time to get whatever they left. And, like, bottles of spot remover got left almost all the time. So they had to know how many bottles of spot remover were in the spot kit at that current day. Sometimes it would vary, you know. And they would have to make sure they checked all those spot removers and, and got them. And But quickly they would learn to not leave something if you made them go back on their own time without pay. You know, legally, can you do that? Again, I don't know. I don't know. I did it, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, but, anyway. but routine maintenance needs to be done and scheduled. Um, and sometimes, too, I mean, you hired out maintenance for a lot of stuff, too, didn't you? Like yeah, yeah.
1: Question. So let's talk about routine maintenance. Uh, a mechanic friend of mine good once says you either plan on the routine or it'll plan for you. So if you don't maintain it, you're going to have it. Uh, Steamway International used to have a great thing. This equipment pays your salary. Take care of it. Uh, a great sticker. So routine maintenance is important on brakes, oil change, tires. We we had a system that worked. Uh, we had maintenance books in the office with an extra set of keys. And every time we bought tires, we put it in there, we had a log. So we went into a lot more detail than most, but we, we had seven trucks. I mean, we, we, had a, we had to know what was going on, which van got which, you know, I was buying tires all the time. It's like, I just bought tires for that van. And it was, you know, one of the seven. So you could buy tires, what, seven times a year, right? But yeah, routine maintenance is huge. Um, I hired out on my maintenance. I was too busy to do it. So I hired a part-time guy two nights a week that would change the oil blower and change the gaskets and the couplers in my shop two nights a week. That worked out really well. I also went to, I think it was Midas or Firestone. Firestone. And I had a national account where they would do the brakes and the oil change on the van. So we we just always had a routine and we did it it worked well for us. Uh, as a smaller company, when I was an owner operator with or with a second truck, it was my wife and I running around on the weekends. But we got big enough where uh, the trucks would be dropped off. And, and it was really cool in Orange County. You would see six, seven trucks with the letter flying down the freeway. You know, it was like UPS and Coca-Cola shooting. But um, I, I believe you need a higher out maintenance. Uh, what's your time worth? I I do my own breaks. Uh, I have a lift in my shop, and I do my own breaks. I enjoy them, so I do them on a Sunday. But uh, realistically, if some of the stuff's not worth your time, but be aware, your time. I've taken a van in to get breaks, and they said six hundred or a thousand, and I ended up doing it myself for eighty. So judge your time. For me, that two hours of eight hundred bucks was worth me doing it. Right. But I I enjoy doing it too, and I got thousands of dollars of tools to mess around. So that. It, you just judge what's important. I I would uh, I would judge it.
0: It would take me two days to change the brakes, so I wouldn't do it myself.
1: So. Yeah, <laughs> I did my daughter's brakes on her Nissan in like forty five minutes. All four. All right. I, and, I I did kind of enjoy it. You know, I wasn't in a hurry either. I did it on a Sunday. You know, but anyways, you you John's a great example of that. Uh, you don't have a lift, John. You don't have a big toolbox with every tool in there. So, is it really worth your time to skill and spend that? No. I'm never going to probably get my, my money back out of all that, but it's something I enjoy. So have a routine maintenance thing. Um, I really, I, I got to push this with you guys. Brakes and tires do not mess around. Right. You get in a car accident, insurance, or someone gets hurt, they're going to say, when's the last time? I would 110% if I had a, a company take it to a place like that. Right. Hopefully you find someone you can trust because they're going to be like, hey, these breaks were thin. When's the last time? It will come back to haunt you.
0: Right. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about finding those employees and keeping them, not just finding them because really you need to tend on keeping them when you go to find them. Uh, go ahead.
1: Uh, well, um, I, I nailed the
0: cust—I ma- nailed
1: the employees. I had employees that loved me so much. One of them named his son Mason, so um, he had nine kids. So I think he ran out of names, uh, you know. But anyways, so um, what I what I did good is when I saw my customer, I would be like, "Hey, we're hiring." They would either refer their kid or a teenager or someone in high school or just getting into college. Uh, customer referral was huge for me. Uh, we also struck the vine that. I found out that when I first started, I could not afford to hire Billy or John or, or Brayden or Jean full time. I didn't have the work. So I hired college kids that only could work part time. That worked out really well. Or I found another guy who was maybe a bartender or a waitress or waiter at night. And he could help me a couple of days. Uh, you got to keep your costs down when you start. But uh, you have to start with an employee and then it, it's a domino. You'll get more. But customer referrals was my biggest way. Uh, college students, like I said, um, we hired two, Chris and Gene Jensen. Uh, they would schedule their and and let me go back. Don't go to Harvard. When Chris and Gene went to a university uh, from a community college, they didn't stay with me. They were spending thirty, forty thousand dollars a year in college, and they were like, "We can't work at ten, fourteen bucks an hour, right?" So they couldn't work anymore. I hired the community college kids. And then uh, they would, when they graduated and moved up, they would leave me, and that's how I I would go. But uh, they uh, one one student went to work, uh, school Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The other one Tuesday, Thursday. The beauty about having two part time, we had seventeen employees and seven trucks. We did a lot of part time, and they were beautiful because we always had a fresh back, you know. And and a college kid, John, guess what? Hey, I don't have work on Thursday. Oh, that's great! I could take him out, you know. Right? They don't so, care. It worked good. Um, right. I want to talk about Indine and Craigslist. I think there's so many ways to get employees. I, I know unemployment is at 2% or 2.8 or 3.1. It's at an all-time low. We can all agree. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be hard to find employees. Plus, the younger generation, uh, they'd rather have a desk job. A lot of jobs are easier where you don't have to physically work. I understand that. But they just did another report that pay... That, that it's a huge number, like 80% of people quit their jobs, or no, no, 72%. 72% of people quit their jobs because they didn't like management. Mm-hmm. 22% because of pay. It was mm-hmm. all about rewarding your employees and being good with them. But anyways, Indeed, yeah, I, I think Indeed's okay. There's another one out there that I wasn't too pleased with. But uh, Craigslist is 20 bucks. I have a friend named Sean in Denver that just used it. He's having a horrible time with it. Uh, times are changing. Craigslist worked for me 10 years ago. Not so much, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah but two, there's I, local, different places have different like local it. ones. So look for the local ones, and it might be your newspaper. I don't know, I mean, check. You know, you gotta figure it out. I, I did churches.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I went to churches and posted it up there, and that was good. But um, you'll you'll find someone, I, trust me. It, if you find someone, you have to have your systems in place before you find them, or you're just doom, dooming them, too. Right,
0: exactly. Checklists. That's the place to start with systems. Checklists, I'm telling you. So keeping employees, what do you do? Here's a few ideas.
1: You tell me about the post I, I tagged your name in. Go yeah, for it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I think Microsoft, I, right? have been talking about this for weeks, huh? Right. Microsoft has decided to... Uh, offer their employees four day work weeks, I guess, is it, is it a test or have they totally rolled with it for sure? Like is an ongoing thing.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but they found I that, at the article, that the employees are more productive. Right. And, and I interviewed people on this and talked to them. So I came a friend of mine around nine months ago, a year ago in California, had a hard time finding employees. So he did the government job, work four days, three days off. And now he's six employees applications deep. He has so many employees he doesn't know what to do with. He's like, you guys are gonna have to wait. Uh, so it works really good that they have more time fresh back. They work 10 hour days, uh, not salary, they're hourly. So they if they do a good job or they get paid that, they're not too worried about their hours because he said his average employee now is around 35, 37 hours a week. He doesn't care about the 40, he cares about the three days off. Um, yeah. So it uh, worked really good for Paul. Once again, that's Paul. And uh, he has a glass company in California, so that works good. I really think the four-day work week. It takes you so long to get dressed, windshield time to get to work, pumped up. You have a lunch, and then all that's productivity. We're taking the lunch out of the equation, the commute out of the equation, and a day of rest. Uh, it's beautiful, guys. Anyone who can offer four-day or three-day work weeks need to do it. I think is too hard, twelve-hour days. Uh, right. but I would definitely do four-day. I, I might do three if it's a night shift or something for. Uh, something, but I would do four. I don't like three. I like four. Yeah, 401k is big. There's benefits if you offer your employee 401k. It's a huge thing for my uh, young guys at 18, 19, and 20. Uh, I know I hired young. I hired a lot of young guys, and uh, we they were great, and they um, would not hire before 18, and they uh, they would never take me up on the 401k. Out of 17 employees, I think I had three or four take me up and uh, there's benefits with it. So offer benefits, health insurance, 401k. The health insurance is tricky because it's ridiculously priced. Uh, what we did, John, is we we did, and I don't know if this is legal now, we did this. We went to you and said, how much is your health insurance? And your policy was 60 or a hundred bucks a month. We would pay part of that. Your family and stuff, we never gave you any credit. Mm-hmm. I know some people now do like an $80 or $100, $200 a month credit towards your health. Right. Insurance. Right. You don't pay the whole health insurance people uh, find a health insurance company that will do a small company and you offer a hundred dollars towards it. Uh, most likely uh, if your kid's under 25 and I don't know if they live at home or what, but their health insurance might be covered under their parents. Once again, not many, the same three or four, I probably had one more take my health insurance and that, that was no
0: one took it. So it didn't cost me anything. And then paid vacations. Obviously, everybody wants vacation.
1: Yeah, I, I would do the paid vacations only a week a year after they've been there a year. Uh, that was a big thing for me. Um, we, you know, what we didn't really talk about on the on the keep the employees is also the payday. I would stop their work week on Sunday and then pay them on Friday. So mm-hmm. every every other week, if you could cut, I did every week and then switched it because it was cheaper from a payroll company, but. Um, what they do now on paid vacations, John, is they give you so many hours. Right. So if you get forty hours a, a year. A year they divide that by fifty-two, and that's right. how many hours you get a week towards it. Right. But I, I think you're crazy if you don't give a paid vacation. Now you're going to be like, how can I afford this? Raise your rate.
0: Right. Go get more work. And we would I, give I, a, I a week or a vacation. Yeah, you you got to be able to afford it. But you got to charge enough. We would give a week after a year, two weeks after two years. Um, and then three years, and then five years, they can only have one employee that ever stayed that long I think gave three weeks,
1: yeah, in my day, we never gave more than a week, right never did because our employees normally only stayed two to three years,
0: right. that uh,
1: was years and stuff we didn't keep them uh it kept a secretary and operation manager like seven years, five years, but yeah, they normally did it, but yeah i I think if you want to give uh more vacations in the corporate world where I've worked uh, after five years, you got three, right? You know? So um, I, I think if you
0: don't give a vacation, you're crazy. Yeah. You have to, you got to keep people happy. So here's one of my favorite topics, obviously marketing. So let's talk about it in the, in the way of systemizing. You know, we talked about marketing a lot. We're not really going to talk a whole lot about marketing specifically, but marketing in the way of getting it systemized. I, highly recommend that you write out a marketing plan ideally in November, like right now, this is the month write out that marketing plan for the next year. I think I did mention, I haven't had time to put this together yet, but I want to put right, put together a marketing plan and kind of show guys, you know, what, what is really involved in that plan. Um, I mean, I've put together other plans for like different times of year. So, um, and I have put out marketing plans before too, but not, not recently. So I want to do that and just show everybody that, but also, too, you want to have reminders about that plan. So uh, you want to use either iCalendar is what I've used a lot lately, but also in the past for some things, Google Calendar. I mean, even just a paper calendar, something written down, maybe an Excel spreadsheet if you need to, and then print that out, too, if that's good. Um, any online calendar, any calendar, don't get bogged down with the calendar. Who cares? Whatever you like, put it down. And, and what's going to be on that calendar? So... In a nutshell, you want to be, here's what's going on with me a lot right now. You know what I spent almost all the last couple of days dealing with? Thanksgiving's coming up. So can you guess? Thanksgiving uh, newsletters and all that. Newsletters and postcards. And John, I waited to the last second. Can you do it an emergency Thanksgiving postcard now? I'm going, yeah, I probably can. You're going to have to pay for a rush order for printing you know, and, and the design and all. So it's going to cost them more money, but guess what? Even another couple of days, even with a rush order, we probably couldn't get it done right now. We probably could get it done with certain parameters in the rush order. And if it's a four by six postcard, it's got to be first class. We can't do bulk mail anymore. Cause that's too late, you know, Thanksgiving's in two weeks, you know? So, um, uh, you know, and even then we're, we're really cutting it close. So a lot of guys aren't, aren't, aren't thinking about it. I mean, Think about, you know, and I warned everybody, you know, three or four or five weeks ago that everybody waits till, not everybody. But some people wait till the last second. And by the way, if you're watching this video and you're one of those guys, I'm not upset with you. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I understand. I mean, heck, I did the same thing in my business, man. I'm, I'm not, you know, on occasion. When things get busy, I understand. I get it. But ideally have that on the calendar. And when it, when Thanksgiving comes around, you need to have that planned like at the beginning of October so that it's ready to roll out at the beginning of November. You can't roll out a newsletter campaign and start the whole thing and get the ball rolling on it on November 6th, right? I mean, you could, but it it may not get to your clients by Thanksgiving, right? So plan all of that. When Christmas comes around too, you want to start that, right? Now's the time to start planning that Christmas mailer. Get that rocking and rolling. So you have all that in your calendar for spring, for for 4th of July for all the different seasons have that on that calendar to remind you, you know, and this is basically a marketing plan that I had, um, uh, kind of a crude version. You know, this is just a real honest, you know, plan that I, I had, you know, just in my business that I pulled up and, and, and printed out or copied up here for, for you guys to see. Um, so, uh, this, or no, this was actually for a client not my business. This is for a client. So, uh, you know, he, we were really working on how do we get $10,000 a month, and um, and this is what we had lined out for him. He needed to get a phone script going, mailing a postcard to current clients, doing EDDMs, doing $2,500 a month for these specific areas, um, doing social media, Google AdWords campaign, um, searching that, getting, looking in the newspaper, maybe not doing it yet, but if he did, test it with a certain small budget, Et cetera, et cetera. Getting a referral program set, but this is just a basic crude marketing plan that I did for a client who I did some consultation with, who was I think either very new in business and/or had not really gotten over that ten thousand dollar a month hurdle yet, um, and so you know he, he needed some some help and some physical you know walking through of getting that marketing plan done. And um, if I remember right, this particular client, you know, that very year he did reach that goal you never met that goal before but that very year he actually met that goal um, as a result of physically writing out that marketing plan why do you think it's so important to write out a marketing plan Mason do you oh you have to you have to know yeah. where you're going um, we
1: you know if you don't write it down it's a conversation so right. you got to write exactly. it down you have to have plans you have to have goals you have to put this in your calendar but I got to tell you this is this is a brilliant way to go uh, we Our marketing plan was more around the yellow pages and stuff. It was before a lot of the internet. Um, And then with my limousine company, we didn't have one, but I would definitely have one today because there's different times of the year. There's Easter and stuff. Uh, It's very important to have uh, a marketing plan and and set out and goals. How are you going to look for long-term? Almost the
0: same thing to me, really. A marketing plan is sort of part of the goal structure in my mind. Um, And here's what I even like to try to do. Even when I, when I write this out at the top, in fact, I think the next slide I'm going to show you, it basically says this. Um, yeah, I mean, basically to get X amount of sales, you know, we need to do these things. And then the, when you write that down, you're seeing it happen more, right? You're, you're visualizing it, you're having it all laid out, and you're you're putting a deadline on it, and you're going, if I do these things, I'm going to make this happen. And when I get through writing out what all those things are, my mind, I want to go, yeah, that – that will happen if I do all these things. And then back, you're set to go, right? So, you know, getting these things done, even what you need to do specifically for dealing with employees might be in here, not necessarily part of a marketing plan, but as far as your plan, that could be kind of part of your marketing plan. Um, but basically, you know, whatever it needs it needs to be done, um, uh, you know, and why you're gonna achieve, what you're gonna accomplish by achieving those goals. Um, let's talk just for a second about budget for marketing. Um, We feel like if you're going to be doing one hundred eighty thousand dollars in sales, you need to be doing probably fifteen thousand. I mean, yeah, fifteen thousand dollars above one hundred eighty thousand in sales. If you're an established company, you probably need to be spending at least thousand to fifteen hundred dollars on marketing. If you're not established um, and you're just brand new, five thousand dollars a month. I mean, and that's assuming a three to one return. Is that safe to say? Oh, without a doubt. So,
1: and and. You have a one to three ratio. That's why it's five. Right. So
0: yeah. if you
1: want to do fifteen thousand, you need to do five thousand dollars a month. And um, without a doubt, that's accurate because you're not going to have the repeat, the referrals. You're going to have some low hanging fruit at first. Uh, it depends on your sales skills and what you're going to go for. But if you're relying on a marketing flyers and brochures, it should be five. The good news is your five should bring in you fifteen. That's right. the good news. If you're answering the phone,
0: it, you. You got to be on all cylinders when
1: you start. Right, right.
0: And and not not to say that always 5000 will turn into 15. No. That doesn't happen all the time. If your marketing is going pretty well, if you if you organize things the right way, if you um, that's really the goal that you should be looking for, a 5 to 1 return.
1: Um, and, and let's look at that real fast. So if if that 5 th- 15000 per truck is 3488 a week. Mm-hmm. Divide by 5 days. That's six ninety-seven a day. Mm-hmm. So you divide that by three jobs a day, you're two thirty-two a job.
0: Right. So if
1: you're doing an eighty dollar minimum, you're not gonna make it. Right. You're not gonna make it. It's gonna take you what eight uh, jobs. So I I think by knowing those numbers, guys, you have to really understand the sixty eighty dollar tickets not gonna get you where you're at. Right. The two hundred dollar tickets, three hundred dollar tickets, you're gonna have to do upholstery, rugs, you're gonna really have to. So to go back on the third line, a 5,000 R startup, if you do not know how to do carpet repair uh, rugs and upholstery, it's going to be very hard for you to get a three to three to one ratio where you get John here in Florida that could do rugs. His 5,000 might produce 15, 20, 80,000, right? right? If he does water damage. Right. Uh, so, so it could go crazy. But a startup company, it might be a two to one you might right. be lucky to produce ten thousand off five because you just because they schedule them out they don't all right. do it the same day uh it's branding so i do think that if i was going to spend money a thousand of 15 would be a minimum on a fifteen thousand dollar now these guys are out there are very proud that they spend nothing on advertising and they get so sad when their phone stops ringing And they're so busy and they're so proud that we're booked out three weeks and then four jobs get canceled and they don't make their budget. Don't be proud that you're not spending money. Coca-Cola, all these companies are spending money branding everywhere. Chevy, they're they're there to get in front of you. You've got to spend money on advertising.
0: And the sad thing is not all. So I don't want to say that all guys that don't spend any money, uh, that spend no money on advertising are this way. But the vast majority that spend no money or very little don't have very big businesses. They're probably not doing 50000 a month. I mean, again, there are exceptions. I do know some guys that are, too, at the same time. But most of them.
1: Yeah, I follow where you go going. it. And sometimes they got the luck of the Irish, right? They got Disneyland or something like that. Uh, But um, go ahead and go on the keep the stock for the one to two uh, trucks. I love this part. This is
0: Just so so that we have a time check, I know you got to run just a little bit to take your son to softball, baseball practice, but how much time do you have?
1: I got. Uh, I didn't even check, but <laughs> I got around 15 minutes. Good. Okay,
0: good, good, good. So we're fine. Okay, so, yeah, you want to have all this stuff stocked up. Uh, make sure that you've got an inventory of some sort. Don't wait until you've got no invoices left and then go, oh, we got to order invoices. And now you don't have invoices for two weeks because it takes two weeks to get them in. Or brochures or gift cards. Make sure that you've got all of that stocked up. Make sure that, you know, in, in, a, in a sense, if you've got one to two trucks, you probably need at least 1,000 brochures, maybe a couple hundred gift cards, maybe 500 gift cards on stock, uh, you know, pens if you're giving those out, magnets, etc. These are all important things to have, you know. Are, you
1: know goes yeah. with chemical too, right? Product? Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. just maintenance. You just have to schedule that stuff. But uh, that. I, I love the fact that you talked about pins and magnets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Magnets now can go on other refrigerators. You found that out with your new one. Right. Uh, Big on that calendars i just have that stuff stock i know uh there's a way to have more stock like a generic thank you that doesn't date 2019 right. uh but you do need stock uh flyers and brochures guys and it just works yeah you need to keep those up
0: so let's talk for just a, a minute or two about networking groups i know i've got different stories you've got different stories bni i felt like at the beginning it helped me learn networking But after I was a member for six months or so, it was just sort of redundant, which I always kind of hate. But more than that, it was so, uh, I felt like I was being forced to give referrals and they were kind of fake. But two, I felt like I was wasting a lot of my time and only getting one or two referrals a week for the big time. And it wasn't the $400. That wasn't the thing that bothered me or the $10 a week for breakfast or whatever it was. It was the fact that I had to go down and, and spend two or three hours of my time every single week and dedicate myself to that again it was good at first for me and i taught me networking uh but you know after a little bit i felt like i wasn't getting the amount of jobs what was your experience i, I didn't like the 400 uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know the 450
1: i didn't like that part but i liked the fact that it got me up in the morning i took the breakfast one the eight o'clock in the morning right me got me dressed up nice and then i went and sold Right. So now that four fifty, the ten dollars breakfast was worth a million bucks because I sold and I produced. You know, and did you stay
0: in it for the whole year?
1: I didn't stay that long. I so so here's long.
0: what's funny: you had a problem with four hundred dollars, but you didn't stay. See, if I had a problem with four hundred dollars, I would have made sure I stayed to that last part of that year. I didn't so stay when, that <laughs> six <months. laughs> But since I, I, at the beginning, of
1: it. yeah, I, I I did that, but I I did join Rotary. And that yeah. was a lot more money. I mean, we paid thousands into Rotary. Yeah. We built uh, homes for h- humanitarian, senior homes, low-cost homes. We did a lot for charities and events, uh, fundraisers. It was awesome. It was really good. So I was able to give back. I did meet a lot of bigwigs, and they did give me work. So, I, yeah, I made money there. But I didn't do Rotary to network and meet money. I, I did it to give back, but it ended up benefiting me. I do think you join the Chamber. Uh, guys, honestly, Rotary is a community thing that is great that gives back. They do a lot for people. So if you are a successful business and you can put the time, do it. If you're an owner-operator that can't spend one day, do not join these things. You have to schedule that day to make these things work. Uh, b is really nice because they make you speak in front of everyone. Right. Rotary is you're pretty much more on the tables and, and meet like the, of the elite people and stuff like that of the neighborhood that've been in there 38 years. So it's pretty cool story stuff. Uh, but they do a lot. They give back to the community huge. We build parks and all that. Chamber of Commerce, I would join that tomorrow and I would go see every other chamber and shake their hand and say, hey, I'm in your neighborhood. So We're I'd brothers more out of the chamber than the BNI. What do you think? Right.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would probably do that because then it's a way in. and It's a way to connect yourself to show up and say, hey, we're members. But yeah, when I when I did BM, BNI too, by the way, I wouldn't just attend the weekly meetings. I would also go and visit that realtor with the gift bags. I'd bring them gift bags and the carpet retailer and the insurance agent or anybody that was remotely somebody that could kind of refer me people. And I would go and I would see them, not just once, by the way, but every few weeks when I was out and about doing my stuff. I stop by and see them. Sometimes I'd stop by and see them. I'd actually sometimes do BNI, and after BNI, since I'm already dressed up and out, I'd go visit my referral sources after that. So I might see them later that morning or that afternoon, whatever, you know. But it, it don't, it taught me networking. So so do it, but keep in mind it's a big time commitment. As soon as it feels like it's not getting, you see that it's not getting you what you need, to quit it. You know, that's, that's my best advice.
1: Well, and it depends on your speaking. If you're not a really good speaker and you're shy, a BNI will help you get out of that shell right. a little bit. It's right. very good, beneficial. Uh, it is a lot of money on that side. On the 10. You just fork them money. And right. Call you from that book.
0: Right.
1: I was a year from the chamber and it costs. Yeah. Like, just stay.
0: Yeah.
1: Or <laughs> attended one chamber.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I was like, oh, huh. next door, next. Door. This is cool. For me, I could.
0: So I would I would go to chamber events, and then guys, realtors. I remember one guy in particular that used to me for a while afterwards. Coming up, oh, you're the guy, you're the carpet cleaner in the newspaper. That's me. Where do you want some? You need some cleaning done? You know, here's my carts. You know. So that that's what was neat. I kind of show up, showed up, and I'm the celebrity at that point, you know, because I'm the carpet cleaner. How many in chamber? In- yeah, none in the chamber. There was a couple. There's, sure. but not many. Have- yeah.
1: yeah. we had we joined just because. But we had also back then we
0: at the top of the list.
1: So we started at the top.
0: Uh, there you go there you go. So route sheet uh, you know in a nutshell like I mentioned when I went around I would actually have a sheet and I would write down all of my BNI people all of my but not just BNI but realtors everybody that I went out to, to visit. We don't really have time to talk about phone scripts. I think we're gonna do another whole webinar on this but but yes you need to have phone scripts as part of your marketing plan as far as part as your uh, part of your system uh, and we'll probably do a whole webinar dedicated to this maybe in a couple weeks but we'll get that done. But the contest, yes, yes, yes. Like we talked about, get a video in. We'll put up the link again. You know, but but it's going to be closing. We're gonna we're gonna announce a closing date. We got to give them a date. But it, it might be a week. And it might be a week and a day. But sometime uh, the next week it'll end. Um, we'll let you we'll let you guys know which day. I do feel like I need to give them a date though, pretty soon, because everybody keeps asking me when's the contest going <laughs> to we'll close next week for sure. Friday at the latest, but let's say probably Wednesday, but we don't know yet. I would think Wednesday. Is- it's in. okay. Uh, it'll be done by Friday. 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 Okay. There we go. Everybody get, get a get a video in by next week, Friday. Um, everybody's going to win something. I feel like if you're going to take the time to give me even a somewhat decent video, we're going to give you some prize. Everybody's not going to get the $10,000 console prize. That's that's only one person, but we will have maybe a second prize as well too. So keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, registration is still open. Get registered. Uh, the grand prize: one year of personal consultation. Get your video in. Just something showing that it's not the contest about the best video. Skip video. In. Show who you are and what you're doing. So, any last parting words, Mason? If we needed to like. Nars, uh, I know. So, but where right.
1: there's a big McDonald's, McDonald's, and it costs a million, McDonald's, it's a brand new, and all that stuff. is they repair at three years repair and now they have a cycle different times in that. So you just got to understand your your brochures, your flyers, just because you bought a thousand of them and you've had them around for so long and they start turning yellow or dusty, you just throw them out and get new ones. You've got to have systems in place and uh, this, we're, we're going to cover the script, but I, I got to tell you, John did the script the other day with a client that we're coaching together and just his script on the guarantee. I, I didn't hear anything else, but his guarantee. I was like, wow, you sold me on a script. I can't believe this. I did scripts when I was 14 years old. So um, and I had my own script for my own company, uh, and also we have to know what what the guys are doing the system so I'm just telling you guys this works. I could not have had a seventeen employees, seven trucks work this later, I had ten limousines i couldn't have that system without it. You have to have books, folders, write it down. this stuff's work. John and I are are very into this um, we're so passionate that we 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 still want to have a cleaning truck out there because this stuff is so cool and exciting. But you guys have to really take it serious, and and make the time. If you don't make the time, it's going to doom doom you. Uh, I just I just tell you, you're going to have to do it.
0: Get it, get the systems done. Marketing systems, management systems, get them done, get them set. You, do you think Army has systems?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, Absolutely. You were, you went to college. Yeah, I mean, right. high school. There were systems in high school, college, um, and then also you went and worked at a uh, hotels.
0: Right. Marriott hotel. Yeah.
1: When to clock in, when to take lunch, when, right. The yep, rooms at a certain time and deliveries guys, everyone has it.
0: Don't yeah,
1: don't think, don't think you're going to remember it. Get a right. calendar. Uh, I got to thank you guys for giving your times uh, for John and I, this is exciting. The scholarship that we're going to offer is really cool. I want to see it grow. You know, I saw um, a picture of mean, that the dad was planting a tree. I'll send you it to you, a text. Guy's planting a tree with his son, and he's like, one day you'll appreciate this, son. And then later, the son's pushing his daughter, looks up in heaven, and he goes, thank you, dad. You, you know, know, this is what sweet. you're doing. You're growing something for, right. for your employees, for your friends, for your customers. Yeah. You know, your customers want systems, too. They they forget when's the last time they cleaned. Right. It's not that they don't afford it or don't want it. They just, I, I think I just did that. You know? Right, right. It, and you gotta remind you my, got your car for your oil change. That's how I right. know how to change my oil.
0: Right. Well, and that's part of the system that a oil change company has that system to send you that postcard. Get that done. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. thanks and thank appreciate you hopping on, man. Uh so yeah, there we go. All right. Um the recording exactly. will be up and uh, get those videos in. Let's uh you know we wanna pick one guy who we feel is gonna be a good fit, but everybody will win some type of that'll be beneficial and help your business. If you register and put in a video, there we go. Come on, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. guys. Have a good night. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.